0: Welcome to Blades Pod. It's Wednesday the 12th of April. My name's Ben and on the line is Andrew. How's things, mate? Good, mate. Not bad at all. What about you? Good, good. Yeah, all uh, all fine here. Thank you. Uh, do you know what? I feel like there's a bit of, well, there's always some negativity around the Blades, but I've just, yeah. uh, especially after a loss, which obviously was what happened on, on Easter Monday. Um, but I've just sat here and just brought up the league table just to refresh my mind and that looks damn good to me. Is it? Yeah, I I
1: think, I saw a couple of fans who I I do think there's people out there, probably for their own, I don't know, I think there's sort of like protection people like say, I think we're going to blow it now because then if we do it seems to be some sort of, you know, uh, safety net for them. I told you we'd blow it but um, I think realistically I think it's been a really good Easter. I think, I think, the only thing, the only real negative, obviously losing the game, but I think the circumstances dictated why we lost that. We probably we could, you know, chances I would have lost it anyway. So. Mm. But I think obviously losing Wes is the only thing that I can look back at this week and think, I could have done without that. I think in terms of, you know, Middlesbrough are pretty much out of it now. They were our main challengers uh, going into Easter. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, I remember saying on this pod, what, three weeks ago, or whatever it was, the international break, saying, I expect us to drop to third at some point and then come back again with the fixtures we've had. Well, not only does that not happen, because I expected it to happen over Easter, but mm. we're five points clear with the game in hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so yeah. we'll talk about each game individually, but just as a, a bigger picture thing. We got three points from these two games over Easter. Um and you you said that uh on the last one, I think you said, you know, if we can get three points that'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. And I was like, Yep, yeah, yeah. one one hundred percent. If you could have guaranteed me exactly three points out of these two games, I would have been very, very happy indeed. And that's what happened. We beat the team that we should have beaten, the team at the bottom of the league, and we lost to the yeah. team that we probably should lose to, the you know league-leading, soon-to-be champions, Burnley, potentially going to break Reading's points record, which is an astonishing achievement if they win all their games.
1: It is. The only frustration I've got from that Burnley game, and obviously we'll come on to it, is yeah. I thought it looked, it looked like it was setting up for a really good match yeah. in that first 15 minutes. I thought it was so open, and I thought there were going to be definitely goals in it. And I thought we we shaded that first 15 minutes. And it's just, just a shame, I think, that we never got the chance to see how... You know, could we repeat it again against Burnley? Obviously, what we did, or are they actually just that much better? And I don't think—I still don't think—we really know that. I mean, obviously, the league table suggest the miles better, but I mean, in a you know our style against their style yeah, uh, yeah. situation, and it would have been nice to see if we did have the you know we had the we had the uh, their, their number, but we obviously we never got the chance for that.
0: Well, hopefully, we'll get the chance next season to see that. Um, so, the three points for us, one point for Burnley uh, for Borough which is a mm. major surprise. I mean, just uh, yeah. can you quickly refresh me who they played this weekend.
1: Uh, they played, obviously, Burnley and lost at home, and then they played Bristle Bristol City, City and away. threw away. And this is what I was saying all this time about everyone was saying Middlesbrough going to win every game. They, they couldn't afford to do what they've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be famous last words and we blow it, but I think if we blow it now, it's gonna be going to be Luton going So, But I think they couldn't afford even a, a couple of game bad spell, which is what they've had. They picked one point up out of the last nine now. Wow. We we did that, yeah, we did that at one point, but we were that far clear that it's you know all all it's done is made things a little bit closer. But Luton are the same. Luton can't afford to just you know lose at Rotherham, for instance, because if they do that, it's very likely going to be over. And and this is what we've got in his hand, and this is what we the, the lead that we built up. It's all coming home to the roost at
0: the moment. Oh yes, sir. And uh, Luton just the four points from their two games as well, so they they gain a point on us, but. It, it's, I don't know. I'm not. I'm probably being a bit disrespectful, but I'm, I'm not really worried about Luton. To be honest, I know they're three points closer than Middlesbrough, but people can take that. Uh, the The underlying meaning of that is that I'm very confident we're going to finish the job in the next few weeks. We've obviously I think the,
1: thing, I mean, the, the thing with Luton, they haven't lost for ages, but they do draw quite a bit as well. And I'm not going to take anything away from them, but they're probably going to have. To, they're probably going to have to win at least four out of the last five.
0: Oh yeah, I think that's so, I think that's
1: so difficult to do. For, for any, I mean, look how Middlesbrough struggled to do it. We've struggled to do it. So if you said to me now we're we going to win four out of our last five, I'd be going, oof, that's difficult, that. Mm. Obviously, we're probably not going to need to do that. Um, and I think they've got a lot of fixtures now as well. And that's the other big positive is that we've got our two on paper. I mean, we will, I, we will almost certainly drop points now until the end of the season. And there'll be a game, maybe even Cardiff on Saturday, where we lose or draw and you're thinking oh that's a game I'd down to win but every game now we've got rid of all the games where we wouldn't have been favourites in every game coming up now we'll be really strong favourites to win
0: completely agree and i'm uh, you know i'm i'm licking my lips at four straight home games to be honest against mm-hmm. cardiff who are near the bottom of the league not really picked up we'll, we'll talk about them uh, a little bit more towards the end not really picked up under lamucci i mean they have got a couple of wins but i mean you know yeah. it's very indifferent form Bristol City, all right. I know they just drew with Borough, but that is not a team that worries me in the slightest. West Brom might have absolutely nothing to play for, and and who even knows how good they are anyway? They just well, they blow a two goal Sh- lead against up Yep. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, And yeah. Then, then
0: Preston, the uh, the most middle, mid-table of mid-table teams. And do not tell me how many points <laughs> Preston off the playoffs. You are wasting your time. Two
1: points off the playoffs, pal. Two points off the playoffs.
0: But I don't mean, that. This off... goal difference now. They're, they're outside out of goal know, difference. So cool. I'm looking at the table
1: from, yeah, of course. From, uh... <laughs> it was funny, actually, because Borough, if they'd have lost to Bristol City, would have only been five points clear of seventh place, which is incredible.
0: It's incredible. But overall, yeah, three points. Three points out of two games. I guess you know you could say that's the minimum that we require, uh, like demand, I suppose, out of those Mm -hmm. fixtures. But that's also that's all we need to do. And I I, am yeah really confident we're going to wrap this up in the next couple of weeks. Like yeah, I guess it'll probably come down probably down to that West Brom game. I think just looking with the um, that's three games away. But yeah, three home games. We've obviously been outstanding at home this season. There's three teams there that. Were, oh, let me just bring the table up again. Cardiff are currently 21st. Uh, who was on? Bristol City are 13th. West Brom are 11th. And then you've got Preston off the back of that. Oh, yeah, just outside the playoffs right now, but may not be in three weeks or so when we play them. Yeah, great opportunity. We, we held serve basically in, to use tennis parlance, and the other teams, <laughs> um, yeah, the other teams dropped points, which is great. Um, so Wigan at home. Yep. A 1-0 win. Probably one of the more comfortable 1-0 wins I've seen for United for yeah. uh, a little while. What did you make of this game? I thought we were pretty good, actually. I thought,
1: particularly first half, I was worried because it's one of those games you think, you know, while it goes on 1-0, you're never truly comfortable. But I thought we played pretty well, to be honest, in that game. I, I thought we, we realistically should have been 3-0 up at half-time. I mean, the end time. Billy Sharp chances, whether you want to blame the strikers or just luck or great save or whatever, you know, nine times out of ten, both of those are going in and you're going in three and a half a half-time. And I thought we were really good and they offered, what, two headers, one one free header off a, off a corner and then another header which was tipped over. Um, I thought it would, yeah. I mean, it were a massive win because of obviously Middlesbrough were playing later on um, and Luton had already dropped points, obviously, in the day. So that were a massive, massive win to keep hold of it. And we all knew Burnley were going to be a free hit. You know,
0: it's, I don't like that term to be honest for you, but you know what I mean. It's, it, it's the game. And, well, I think it is when we'd won this game. I think yeah, I just, totally. I, I I just assumed we were going to lose to Burnley, like, and and was okay with it, especially yeah. you know once we'd got these three points.
1: Yeah, and and obviously you know we got the three points and that's all that mattered. But I do think we got a performance with it as well. I thought we just dominated, yeah, uh, pretty much all game, and I thought we played well. And I think that performance bodes well for Cardiff. Coming up because I think they're going to be very similar uh very similar teams. I don't think they'll be watching Cardiff and Wigan really.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, slightly surprising to see Sharp start in this game. Um mm. and yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm out on a limb here, but I, I thought he was really poor. I, I thought it was like playing with ten men at times. I, I just I, I just thought like can we just, can we just try a Sula in this game? You know, instead of Sharp. <laughs> I, I I guess we'll get on to subs at various points in this one. But yeah. I just thought I don't see what he's usually gonna I just didn't think he offered much at all. He had two really good chances, which I give credit for, like getting into those positions. Um mm. but yeah, he should really have buried the first of them particularly and the second one's yeah not a great header. He just get on target. But I yeah. do not think
1: he were as bad as you I don't think it was like mm. playing with ten men. I thought I thought first off he gave us something as well, but yeah, we we definitely Struggle when McBurney's not there uh, or Jefferson. Um, But I don't think you were as bad as you thought, to be honest. I actually thought Bogle were worse in that game. I I thought Bogle were our weak link in that match.
0: Yeah, Burgle's not had a good, <laughs> it's not a good no, Easter, No, he's not had a great Easter, has no. he? <laughs> so it's weird. This amount, we know Max Lowe is... Wait, did, did Lowe miss the previous game or was this the first one with Baldock at left This back? is the first this game the apparently, first apparently just been spewing up, are not they? But who knows, we're kicking True, yeah. Uh, I did see someone say like gastroenteritis. Um, and by someone, I mean someone on the internet. So I, I don't know yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. sourcing is on that at all. But... Yeah, that that would make sense that he'd miss Monday, but hopefully we'll be back on Saturday. Um, yeah. So what we did here was slightly curious, and we put Baldock at left wing back after a run of being excellent at right wing back, which is obviously his best position, and put Bogle in on the right instead, and I'm I'm surprised that we did the same against Burnley, having seen how it went against Wigan, because I thought we... Uh, I thought Baldock was absolutely fine, did a f- perfectly fine job on the left, but yeah. I felt like we compromised two positions there in the end because Bogle yeah, yeah. stank. It's just like, it's in really bad form at the moment. I don't quite get it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I don't think... The, the only other real option that we had were
1: putting Jack Robinson at left wing back, weren't it? Which... I, I think I'll against Burnley... Why
0: don't I put Bogle on the left?
1: But yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, you could have put Bogle on the left that's, as well. That's I think, what I mean
0: I, about compromising both positions at once. Yeah. You put Bogle on the left, you leave they could Bogle. have
1: definitely done that.
0: I think what, the, I,
1: I suppose against Wigan, the
0: thinking was,
1: well, you know, we're have a lot of the ball and maybe put Bogle on his better side. He's, mm. he's the more attacking, the better, you know, well, you know, it's supposed to be better delivery, but he's not showing that at the moment, but better delivery out like the two full-backs. So maybe that was the thinking there. And I think Bo, Boldock played left wing-back against Burnley to... Keep an eye on. Well, it's Teller in it. I always forget mix up a Teller and Benson. down
0: there. might have been Benson. You thinking? Might have been Benson. Benson anyway, was whatever, the one that really one of their fast wingers.
1: Yeah. Whoever it was, I do actually think Baldock got the better of him. Um, and I think that he, he would probably our best player, Baldock, actually against Burnley. So I get it. I mean, the other option, as I said, is putting Jackie Long through at left wing back. And I think in a game you're going to dominate, he's not going to offer you the most attacking. But yeah, we we're desperate for Mike Lowe to come back. Not not because he's been fantastic, but. It just didn't really work. I don't think with Bogle and Bulldog. Yeah, sorry. It, it was Teller
0: that you're referring to. Us. I, I thought yeah, you were talking about the uh, the previous game against Burnley. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was Teller the other night. Um, yeah, in <laughs> fact, Ender should be back soon. As bad as people think he is, myself included. He's supposed to have uh, had another hamstring problem. Did you not see that last week?
1: Oh, you, I thought you were back in traffic, back on the grass. I've he was, somebody.
0: and now he's he's back. I don't know, under the grass, six feet under the grass. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, hopefully he's <laughs> not that serious. I mean, like
1: I say, just for a body, it'd have been great to have him in, you know. Yeah. But I guess in a, in a game where you're going to dominate possession,
0: like Wigan and and probably Cardiff, I'm all right with Stevens playing. Mm-hmm. Just while we're talking, Jack Robinson at left wing back, I've seen a few people say this, like play him there and Kieran Clark at the centre back. Yourself. Yeah, do we have any evidence that Jack Robinson can play wing back? I think he's played
1: there. For, in my thinking, he's played there for about forty-five minutes once in the FA Cup against Reading away. That's the only time and. He's not an attacking, you know. No, I, I, I think would he, not I think it's an absolutely. I, I was quite surprised when we went down to ten men against Burnley. I think, you know, you my move would have been to take Bogle off and put Robinson as an orthodox left back. I think that's fine hmm. because you don't have to do much, you know, going forward in the way that we're playing and stuff. But I'm not really that keen on him playing left wing back to be honest, especially if we're gonna. We even played like Kadra and McAtee there before we played Robinson. So yeah,
0: now Bingo is in, in a game where we're gonna have a lot of the ball. Yeah, I think that's just—it's just not going to work. <laughs> you might as well just not have a left side from an attacking perspective. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy enough with him staying there. Hopefully, Lowe's back. But I would, I would switch Bogle and Baldock now, especially how mm. uh, as in switch them back. So Baldock's back on the right if we don't have mm. another left wing back. Because yeah, yeah, I, I I just think Baldock has like powered as to some good performances lately sure. and. I don't yeah. like him being out there. Um, he's been fantastic, Baldock, and I think there's all that. Uh,
1: obviously since our big blip, we've that's the first loss against Burnley, and I think you know, we'll, I think we'll brush that off because there's mitigating circumstances. You know, obvious obvious reasons why we why we lost that game. Um, and and we've won everyone since we lost to Luton at home, and obviously Mcatee and Doyle are getting all the credit and rightly so. But Baldock's been massive as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we take the lead. Early on in this one, great run from McTune. Even better through pass, more than a cross for yeah. uh, and Jai to slide into the net. Um, and Jai almost, well, probably should have made it two He was so unlucky. Incredible bit of um, fortune, I would say. By uh, um, I think it's McLean, isn't it, that blocks it on the yeah. line? Yeah, oh, on the backside.
1: I, I can't think of another goal or another chance where I've celebrated like that because I, I thought, what it's in. He took the keeper, and I was going, Kah! and then I like, hey, because obviously <laughs> I went back at cop, and everyone stood up, so I didn't really know what had happened. I looked at the replay after, and I, I was convinced it were him. I, and I, and I think it's just one of them things. it you, know, you think get anything on this? It's going in, and it's just it. You know, the, McLean's going the other way, and It's <laughs> just it, yeah. the one part of the
0: body he, he possibly had left to stop it. So it's like his standing leg, and it? it wasn't even like he sort of stuck a foot out to block it or anything. But yeah, yeah, incredible footwork, footwork from a Jai here, like the. I don't know. It's almost like the change of pace to go around that last defender. Like he's, you know, close control, close control. One big touch to just surge past him. Yeah, gets around the keeper, and unfortunately gets blocked on the goal line. Um, Sharp had this chance as well, which is uh, I think it's Doyle sends in a lovely ball to the back stick. So Doyle mm. or Berger? Can you remember?
1: Uh, I think it's Doyle, isn't it? Doyle. Yeah, for the. Uh, I think it's Doyle, and then he uh, obviously Baldock heads it across, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, perfect header from Baldock. Just cushions it mm. to Sharp, who. Smashes it straight at the goalkeeper. I, I, I don't know. I, I really think he should have buried that. Um, yeah. At the
1: time, I was thinking he's done nothing wrong. He's just got it on target. Looking back, I don't know. It's straight at him, but
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a great save, but it is a great uh, save. I don't think he should have had the opportunity to make the save because no, he should have stuck it in no. the
1: back, yeah, I don't know. I'll stick up for shop and say he just reacted, if you know what mm. I mean. I just thought, if I get something on this, he's in. I'm you know, three yards out or whatever, and it,
0: it is a great save. I guess so. I'll I'll let that one lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in the second half, a, a, a you know sort of powerful downward header from Sharp that bounces up and uh, a keeper pushes it over. We didn't threaten as much in the second half. We went sort of. Close ish from a few shots, didn't we? But I can't think of many other sort of saves that the goalkeeper made. Anything I'm I'm forgetting. No,
1: I think obviously Sharp's header where he heads it down and it loops, and you know, I think the keeper probably makes more of a meal of that actually mm. uh, to tip it over. Um, but I thought the closest we came was McAtee, you know, he just put it wide. Mm. Um, I thought that were like probably the closest, that that were pretty close. And then McBurney had that turn and shot that sort of bobbled wide. Yeah, anyone gets a touch on that, and it's in. But there were about ten minutes of the game, I don't know, about seventy-five to eighty-five, where I thought, oh, you know, we're gonna have wrestle control back, but they were getting into a few situations which I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with. So we yeah. say,
0: uh, but other, other than that, I thought we would absolutely deserve winners. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I just because we're about to criticise Westphaldringum, obviously, um, so yeah. I'm I'll, I'll gonna credit that save. I think it's from Asgard. Um, that, like he got the, uh, it was at the back post, and he it was a good, powerful header. And a good save, you know, the thing I've said multiple times in the last couple of months is, like, you know, can Wes can you just put your hand up, like, literally, you know, make, make make one save from the one decent chance that teams create yeah, in each yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Keep them to nil, and, you know, the rest of the team will do the rest. And that's what he did. You know, this could have been one-all, and then it's probably a disastrous weekend, or a yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. best a, a very disappointing weekend. So, big save, but ultimately, yeah, very deserved win. Fleck. Fleck comes on and it's pretty unfortunate to get a penalty, I think.
1: Yeah, he pulls him back. I think that's a pen,
0: yeah. I think I do yeah. think that's a pen. I think once
1: again the, it, we we try to keep going. You know, mm. Fleck tries to get the ball, and maybe if it had just gone down, as soon as he got tugged, he, he might have had more of a chance. But yeah, I do think that's a pen. Although when we get a pen, if we get a pen, the next one we get, I'm not going to be any confident at all that we're going to score it. So.
0: <laughs> I don't really so do it. this season. I, I do think it's a weird. Qu- I, I don't know this. It doesn't seem to be any real pattern to who gets the most penalties this season. In terms of you, you think it would logically be the team that does the most attacking gets the most penalties, but um, I believe the most penalties this season have been Reading, which is just utterly baffling. As in most, yeah. uh, most um, received this season. Uh yes, hang on, sorry, this is where are we? I thought this was. Be... Oh yeah, so Reading, Middlesbrough makes sense, I guess. Coventry, Sunderland, Birmingham, West Brom, QPR as like your most penalties awarded. That, that uh, makes absolutely no sense at all. And yeah, uh, we've we've had a mere two. We're one of I think four teams who haven't scored a penalty so far this season. Yeah, that's correct. Which is yeah, really quite freakish to be honest. But there you yeah. go, uh, a nice comfy one nil win with the Luton result earlier. Felt even bigger, and then a very good Friday, completed by um, Borough uh, getting beaten by Burnley, Um, and that kind of set up this Burnley game, as you say, as a bit of a free hit. And I was looking forward to. I was, yeah, from my point of view, I was thinking I'm all right with the loss here. I've kind of written this game off. Like I thought Burnley would be so motivated to smash us. They'd obviously clinch promotion away from home. I don't know what they're, you know, if they've had like a, a wilder Steerman-esque celebration over the weekend, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I thought they're going to try and absolutely blitz us here. They're going to want five, like just because that's what we did oh. to them, oh. and uh, we'll never know. I mean, they didn't get that; they didn't really get close to that, but. No, this the the frustration with this game, and as you, as you correctly point out, we probably would have lost anyway because Burnley are a fantastic team. They have not lost a single league game since we beat them at the start of November. Yeah. But we did everything wrong. This was like a how to lose a game in in not No, not just in fifteen minutes. I thought the whole ninety minutes was a like everyone underperformed in probably including. Necking for some of his tactical decisions.
1: I, 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 I what I'll stick up for I thought the shape and stuff were pretty good. Burnley didn't carve us apart at any point in the game, which mm. I've seen them do with eleven men against you know other sides. Um, and the goals did come from our mistakes, the big mistakes as well. Mm. Um, so I will sort of defend necking in that sense. That I do think we were solid. I think the work rate were fantastic. We didn't use the ball anywhere near well enough once once we got it. Um, and as we'll come on to individual errors cost us. Individual errors, an individual error, because I do think it's Wes's fault, cost us the the game, you know, having any chance of winning the game. Mm. And then I think another couple of individual errors lost us any chance of not, you know, getting a point out of the game. And it's not as if Davis were having save after save to make or anything like that, though.
0: No, no, true. Yeah, Um, yeah, let's let's just get straight to the, the red card. So it comes after 17 minutes. A um, so long ball over the top from Burnley. Jack Robinson uh, is in is in control. He's, he's facing his own goal, you know, out on the yeah. um, like corner of the eighteen yard box. Uh, he's sort of shepherding the ball. Fodringham comes out and gestures to him like leave it. Then those two essentially run into each other. Wes takes, tries to like dribble it round Teller, I think it is. Yeah, and just bobbles it into him. Teller obviously wins it. Uh, Wes makes a you know deliberate trip. On um, on Teller outside the penalty area, so he gets a red card. It's a free kick, and the game's up. That's that's it. I mean, you're not. I'd be... rather have
1: them either scored or given a penalty, and he gets a yellow card because once that's up. Happened... So a Burnley fan put to me, because I said, look, eleven against eleven for the first fifteen, I thought we shaded it, and I do, I do think we shaded it. Not that first. I thought we started off really well. Um, I'm not saying we were going to win the game, you know, but I think once you're down to ten men away at the best side in the league. It kills it as a contest. I'd rather have just gone 1-0 down. I still, I think we were still in it at 1-0 down. It could have gone the other way. We could have got about a 5-0. Who knows? But, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather have just... It's heat at the moment. I'm not going to blame Wes for that. But it's heat at the moment, obviously. But in hindsight, I'd like to have just said, right, you know what, take it in, score.
0: Yeah, so I haven't dug into this because, um, you know, stuff, life gets in the way, I suppose. But... Um... I think it would have been a red card even if it was a penalty because it was a deliberate trip. I thought the the, double, the double jeopardy thing. I don't know if there's a different law for goalkeepers than there is for outfield players, if you like. But mm. if um, you know, if, if Jack Robinson had done that, for example, that foul in the box, it would have been a penalty and a red card because there's no way you could say it was a um, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a, an attempt, a genuine attempt to yeah, make a tackle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, where's mate? What are you doing? Like, just kick this ball out! Like, it's just unbelievably. I can't believe crap. how many
1: people I saw so blaming Robinson for it, and I don't think Robinson's to blame at all. I can see why he went mad when he got taken off, <laughs> uh, because obviously, in my opinion, he's a—I just play fullback at a really low level. But the ball's <laughs> bouncing towards your keeper. You're a fullback running towards your own. If your keeper's running out, you're you're you're. Basically, he's saying I'm going to take this ball, and you should not touch that in that circumstance. You know, it'd be bad if Wes is coming out and Robinson hit it out for a throw-in. We'd be going, you know, why did he do that? Wes yeah, is there? Why aren't talking
0: it. to each other? Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: just, but obviously, Wes is Wes is that far <laughs> out? It's absolutely for me, 100% his fault because he needs to deal with it. He comes for it, and then, like I say, just just even if he just took the man out, if he wasn't confident about getting the ball, commit a foul.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commit
1: a foul at the edge of the, you know, the area. Not, you know, just take him out, get a yellow card or whatever.
0: Yeah, completely. I, you can you could justifiably say like if Robinson just kicks that out for a throw in, then there's no danger. But Robinson mm. doesn't sort of psychically know what Wes is about to do in the following five seconds. If, if
1: Robinson kicks that out for a throw in, and Wes is coming out, and then they score off that throw in, there's definitely people going to be saying, "Why did they kick it out in the first place?" You know <laughs> I mean? Yeah, where's that each sorted? So obviously
0: we we you know we're we're swayed by the outcome of this. You know ourselves, I guess, but like the fact yeah. is that your goalkeeper taking it off the defender and basically dribbling straight into a striker and then making a deliberate foul um, to get a guard—it's not ideal. It's not going to win you many games. The the positive, <laughs> this is a spin. At least this happened against Burnley.
1: I said this. I said this exact same thing. If this had happened in the tenth minute against Cardiff on Saturday, mm. it might still. But <laughs> I don't
0: well, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, it's true. Yeah, but, it's not...
1: but if it did. That's a bigger blow because that's a game where you're thinking, hang on. Because we all had Burnley down. I mean, we, we, we're in with a ch- shot, obviously. But I think most people had Burnley down. It's like, yeah, all right, we'll lose that one. But look at the next five after that, if you know what I mean. Mm. Or the next six, whoever it is. I think if this had happened the first minute against Cardiff or 10th minute against Cardiff, that's really... That would have been a massive blow.
0: Yeah. I guess the alarming thing for me, or the sort of preemptively alarming thing is like, you shouldn't have done... Like That was stupid. That was just stupid, the way you, uh-huh. we handled that situation. Just puts me on alert that, you know, maybe it will happen at some point in these next few games. I, I really hope... I'm sure he has, but I really hope Heckingbottom has had words with the rest of the squad of like, look, this is how you lose a game of football like yeah. before it's even begun. Avoid yeah. getting in this situation in the next five games because we should win... Like we're, As you said, we're favourites in all these games coming up, these next five games. We mm. should win... Against every opponent that we play, yeah, we might not because that's football. But don't, don't do something like this that gives, you know, tilts the balance the other way and yeah, creates a problem. And that's the stuff. thing.
1: I, I would have been slagging him off if if he hadn't have pulled him down. And is it tell? What is teller? Sorry,
0: tell, I'm pretty sure it's teller. Yeah,
1: yeah, teller. And teller would have put it in. We'd have said, what a mistake that is. But I don't think we'd have been ruminating about it like we are now. We'd have just said, terrible mistake from the keeper. You know. Um, Got to do better, but the, the fact he got sent off, lost us that game, and we've lost him now. And we've got a goalkeeper who he was going to play in the next two. I don't think anyone's really that confident with that. That's that's it's, it's become such a big thing that one incident just purely because you because of that one mistake. Well, I say one mistake, there's about three mistakes in there from Wes, really. <laughs> uh, he should get rid of it, uh, he should be out a bit quicker for me. And then don't pull him down, let him score. But I, I forgive him for the last one because you see it at the moment. But
0: yeah, I, f- I feel like footballers aren't wise to that. That whole just like like they, I don't know. I'm sure there is a study out there of like you know the actual impact of getting a, a red card versus just conceding a goal. Like I bet you, you know, yeah. you have like win expectancy and stuff in like you know five thirty. If
1: it's the group. last five minutes, yes, uh, yeah, yes.
0: You know, Not if we, the no, first I remember
1: 20. when uh, when we played Leeds away, the the Basham's arriving see, uh, game. And Billy Sharp took. Is it was C S in goal for Leeds that
0: day? No, oh, that's right. Yeah, got sent off. Didn't and he?
1: absolutely, one hundred percent, he was right to bring Billy Sharp down because there were five minutes to go. They were one 0 down, and that would have been two 0 game over. It was worth. All right, they didn't get back into it, but I think they hit the post after that. So that that's a clever sending off, not a clever one because he come running out. But you know what I mean. If you're gonna get a sending off, do it then. Yeah. If that if they'd done that in the first five minutes of the game, then just yeah, really really poor. You know if. if yeah. Like ten minutes to go, nil nil. Yeah, pull him down. We'll try and hold out for ten minutes. Trying to hold out for seventy-five minutes, or whatever it was, against you know the best side in the league. Seventy minutes against the best side in the league, you've got no chance, really.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the stats say and what history says. Well, I did see something the other week that was like someone had done a study into like the like the timing impact of a red card, if you like. So you know how how much of a difference it makes to a game based on if it comes in fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, forty-five, etc. My guess is. I would much rather concede after 17 minutes than Absolutely. play 17 minutes. Uh, play, you know, from the rest of the game with 10 men. Was that um, our quickest sending off since Egan at Villa in the
1: fake season, the COVID season? Maybe because that were around the same time, I think, and that were another one where you think. I remember you texting me actually in that game and saying, I'm, "I just feel like turning it off." And you did with the Burnley match. If you'd have gone one 0 down, you'd have thought, "Oh, that's a blow," but come on, you know, there's still 70 minutes left. Yeah. You did, you just felt like turning off once he'd gone down to 10 men. you thought, well, this is just going to be rubbish now. It's going to be, you know, best practice for how we're going to line up against City. <laughs>
0: That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, that, that was 12 minutes, that one. Bloody hell. That Egan yeah. That was a joke. And it was the same. So, I
1: mean, to be fair, in that game, he got a penalty
0: after, missed that as well. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah indeed. Um, Yeah, so th- this was uh, just, just bad. And I think the thing with Adam Davis, who, alright, he made a massive error for the second goal, but I, I guess I'm quite chill about having him in goal. I'd You know, I I think Wes is a good championship goalkeeper, but I think Davies can be an average championship goalkeeper, which should be absolutely fine for the next two games.
1: People are talking as if he's a 16-year-old kid we're having to throw in, and I I understand that. He's played, I think it's 200 games at championship level. Yeah, he went to the the World Cup. Went to the World Cup. He's played, you know, I think it's 250 games he's played in his career, most of it, Barnsley and uh, uh, Stoke, And, and they've been in the championship for most of that period. He's not a rookie. I think the problem we've got is he has been poor for us. I don't think we can get away from that. I think he's played five games. I'm, I'm trying to go through now, top of my head. Coventry away, he had nothing to do. Um, and obviously, they won 1 0 pen. Penn.
0: Norwich. I think that Norwich
1: game at home has really messed his confidence up because I don't think he looked. I remember against away at Coventry, I do remember people saying, you know, he looked quite safe, Adam Davis. You know, I wonder if he's better than Wes and stuff. And then makes that mistake against Norwich where he hits it against Puke. He did look dodgy against West Brom with balls into the box, uh, but oh, we won 2 0. We won 2-0. He were awful against Rexham in the 3-3, but then he pulled a penalty save off in the home match and, yeah, not, nothing wrong with him. I don't think he's a good goal. I, I think at best, he's a a below-average championship goalkeeper. We might be even talking, you know, Simon Moore standard or something like that, but he's not a rookie. We're not putting, you know, 17-year-old George Long in like we did at Exeter all those years ago.
0: <laughs> no, indeed. Um, and I, I guess, uh, I said this to you last night and I think you had you, already put it somewhere as well, you said, but, um, I think if anyone's worried about Davies being error-prone, it is worth bearing in mind that he will only be in the team because our number one goalkeeper made a massive balls-up himself. Yeah, and that's absolutely. why he's out the team with his second red card of the season. Yeah, um, And, that, yeah, he misses two games, doesn't he, because it is his second red card. So, it'll be... Uh, Wes, this is. He'll be, be available again for the Man City game. Uh, lucky lucky Wes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Um, I, I, you touched on this earlier. I was surprised... Uh, to see that we took Jack Robinson off um as a reaction to this and brought on um uh brought on Davis obviously and went to a back four. Now in in fairness, it sort of worked. We we actually defended really yeah. well with a back four, I thought.
1: Um this is what I mean people point out I saw someone say we were defensively awful. I don't think we were. I think we were individually defensively awful. I think there's a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and we're and we were defensively actually... solid we just made yeah two you know, really bad individual mistakes and yeah. both of them ended up in the back of the net. Yeah um slightly. I would have definitely taken Berger off, um, and possibly Norwood as well. Uh Burger I mean, I, I thought the I thought the players that had the ball in this game used it terribly. And they I did. include the goalkeeper in that. Like if I just boost out, <laughs> yeah. and We got like a free kick in there half and here comes Doyle, he's just gonna chip it straight into the goalkeeper's arms. Here's Norwood, he's just gonna ping one fifty yards over someone's yeah. head and straight out. Yeah. You know, he had Norwood treading on it just in front of our box. Oh think, oh, my just, like, ran into trouble a couple of times. Berger touched one off in the first half. That ended up being a shot for them. The only- Obviously, the only one that used it well was in Jai. And there was that great moment in the first half where he, he dribbled around, like, four yeah. players about 30 yeah, yards yeah, out, yeah, yeah. passed it off, and it went back to the goalkeeper. I mean, we had two...
1: I don't even know if there were half cancers in the entire game after the sending off, and that were... Mm. Uh, the cross where I think it was Bogle, actually, weren't it? Who got the cross in and then Die he should have be done Berger.
0: better. I know, it probably was Bogle, actually. It might
1: have been Burger. sorry. You might have been right, it might have been Burger actually. And I think Ndye should have done better. He sort of swung it and missed. And, you know, that were
0: a... That was, it's not like a
1: half chance, you know, but that were a, a decent position to be in. And then, obviously, in the second half, where it looks like their keeper's made an error and he's... Oh, their back pass. I think it's Harwood Palace made a back pass and he just didn't quite get onto it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Sharp almost had a. Oh, United almost had a consolation right at the end, didn't they? But um, uh, I can't oh, remember, of
1: course, I forgot about Lark. I, I can't remember which
0: him. defender it was for Burnley. Yeah. Just,
1: With
0: Basham. I think Basham headed it across, and Sharp was about to knock it in. But um, ah, that's it. And he headed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, uh, very brave header to get it away. But yeah, the game was up at that point. It was like ninety-second minute or something. Yeah, um, yeah. What did you think about Norwood starting this game? I thought it was going to happen
1: because I thought I actually thought Doyle would be dropped because I thought Doyle looked knackered against Wigan at the end and obviously got mm. taken off. And I expect I thought people were going to have a meltdown here. I thought they're going to, he's going to play Norwood and Fleck, you know, keep it tight and all this sort of stuff. But we got both of them. We got probably the. I mean, obviously we'll never know. I've seen people say that the you know he, he set up wrong. I don't think we can say that because we don't know what was going to happen. It might have been a genius move for all we know. But I don't think Norwood were good whatsoever. In this particular match, um, and we didn't get what we've been getting from Doyle because he stuck out sort on this right, you know, not really a position that he's excelled in. So I could see why we did it to rest players. McAtee might have been tired and stuff like that, but who knows, who knows? It might have worked, might it, if we'd have, you know, not gone mad. Wild Wes, I saw
0: someone call him, by the way. Wild Wes, very nice. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't know, he would have been one of my first substitutes, I think. No after we've gone down to ten men just like yeah. there's no point like it's just there's not really any point in being on. I suppose the theory is like maybe he can you know spring that one counter attack with the pass over the top, but I don't know we we didn't see anything like that, and he looked really off it and wasn't um, offering anything defensively either um yeah, and then uh what they they, they do make it they make a, a couple of substitutions at half time, and it all it all seemed to be going fairly comfortably, didn't it I mean. What, yeah. what minute did they score? 60 on the dot.
1: It felt a bit later than that. Yeah, so we all yeah. that for basically like about half an hour or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I it got to the point where you were getting in. I mean, I looked at the clock, and it were only 55 minutes, and I think, I swear we played longer than this. Yeah, but As you do like, when you're down to 10 men. But yeah, they didn't create anything up until that, until that goal. They had a couple of long ranges, didn't they, where Davis easily saved. But they, they did nothing, and then... Again, so frustrating. Just edit it out. Just head the ball out, Mr. Bogle. Yeah, Mr. But... Bojangles.
0: <laughs> Bogle had a bad sixty seconds there. He got booked for a totally brainless kicking the ball away after a yeah. free kick was correctly given to Burnley. And then yeah, this cross comes in to the back post. He's he's obviously playing right back at this stage and he's all right, he's facing his own goal, but he's wide of goal, so you know, risk of own goal is very low. Yep. just just knock it out for a corner, what are you doing? And he, he leaves it, it gets levered back to uh, Goodmanson, smashes it into the net. And that's the, that's the game, the, the, one the stupid thing, mistake.
1: Yeah, the annoying thing, yeah, that wants to go on a lot, that, that's it. But yeah, the annoying thing is as well that if we'd have taken Bogle off and not Robinson, Baldock could have been on that side and we know that's going straight into Rosehead, don't we?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Baldock was not impressed by some of Bogle's defending in this game, which is understandable. yeah um, mm. And the second goal was 10 minutes later. Uh, again, felt, you know, sort of not out of nothing because obviously it was Burnley uh, just utterly dominating possession. But yeah, across yeah. to the back post, I'm thinking, Adam Davis, you've got that one. Catch that one. And instead he, yeah, I'm sure he could have caught it. Instead he decides to inexplicably leave it yeah. for, for one of their players at the back post to head across. And uh, yeah, Goodman's is there again. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> two goals off the bench, you know, the first one was a good strike, but two very easy goals basically. Mm. I don't know what Davis were doing here, man. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's sort of <laughs> it's sort of academic because I don't see how we get back into it from one nil down. Because I think they'd just pass the ball around forever if we'd not been, um, yeah, you know, if the game had been live. But
1: no, but I do think as well. I do think that hegginbottom said after that we were going to change everything up around the seventy. What, what minute again? Sorry, were this some...
0: seventy was the second goal, and then we made all the subs. few yeah. minutes later.
1: And he said that he, around this time he was thinking of you know, maybe going for it a bit and putting McAtee on and stuff. Mm. I'm not saying it have changed anything, but I think if you hold out for another 10 minutes, Burnley, I know they've got nothing to play for really, but you're still in that final 10 minute thinking, hang on, we've played against these for 10 men and now 10 minutes to go. And you might get that chance, that Billy Sharp chance at the end, and there might be a bit more panic and yeah. who knows. But yeah, we just, that rate, the game had gone after uh, after that. And I've no idea what he's doing. Absolutely yeah. no
0: idea. Thankfully, uh, Heckingbottom took the wise decision of hauling off our best players at this point. So, yes, Ajay comes off, McBurney comes off, Doyle comes off, uh, and then a little bit later, Berger comes off as well for for Basham. Uh, and we we declined to use McAtee, for example, which I was very pleased with yeah. at this point because um, there's just no point having him run round at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, that that was it. Really, uh, you know, they, they just sort of saw the rest of the game out. I think ultimately. You know, you play the vast majority of a game with 10 men against the, the soon-to-be champions, and you only lose 2-0. Yeah, there is a positive in that, because the goal Could difference... Be worse. With,
1: with Luton, see people worrying about it and saying, if if Luton, you know, win enough games to catch us up, the goal difference will be overturned. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a gimme because they win every game by a they help goal, Luton, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, well, I think if it were Middlesbrough, yeah, fair enough, because, as I've said before, Middlesbrough can hammer a team 5-6-0. And catch you up, and there has been a four-goal swing just on that day. Burnley away, and they've had Blackpool on, but they played the worst side in the league. We played the best. Mm. I, I can't see there being four-goal swings every week. I think if we, I think the only way Luton catches up in terms of goals is probably if we get hammered in one of the games. Because I can't. I could be wrong, obviously, but I, Luton's all seasons not won anyone three or four as far as I can remember.
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, not just from a goal difference point of view, but I think from a, a morale point of view as well. I mean, yeah. it, it, it should be quite easy for the squad to shrug that off and just be like, "Well,
1: I did, and I'm a terrible yeah.
0: loser." And, <laughs> and I'm like,
1: sort of, uh, I didn't I normally when we lose a game, especially when it's like this point point of the season when it's getting really tight, and you know, we're getting to the end and stuff. I get quite, "Oh, you idiots!" But I, mm. yeah, forgot about it that night because. And I think Eckenbaum said he's not even going to bother watching the game back because he's going to learn nothing from it.
0: Yeah, just, uh, just don't do that again, essentially. Yeah,
1: just yeah, just kick it out. Just, you know, come out, take the man out of you if you're not sure. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think we can read anything into it. I think it'll be really easy. I think if we'd have lost 2-0 in, in a normal game, if you like, then mm. I think you you could have said, oh, that could not the be confidence because he's just going to show it's... how far behind we actually are. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got... It's not. I'm going to say an excuse, but you know, maybe a better word to be used. But we've got the excuse. We can easily just say to ourselves, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, we were probably on top in the first 15 minutes, so just one terrible mistake lost us the game. Nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah, indeed. And we we move on to Cardiff, which is uh, I don't know. I, I guess some people will feel like this is a you know a must win game. I mean, it it's important because if we win. Then just crank your percentage up up to ninety nine. I think like, it's just we're going to be yeah, so yeah, close yeah. to the finish line at that stage. Yeah. It takes a well, a, there point.
1: is a chance that if they get. I mean, I think Luton's got a tough game against Rotherham uh, on on Saturday because Rotherham are playing really well. Drew away at Norwich. beat... West Brom at home, you know the sneaky
0: and... good home team, Rotherham as well this season. I was yeah, in that way talking about Yeah, uh, yeah carry on. and I
1: also it'll probably be the worst game of football I've ever played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, and how both teams play, you know, I don't want to get high and mighty on that, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's going to be a great game of football. But I do think that um, they've got a good chance of getting a point off them at least, and we could be going in Tuesday night against Bristol City. It is Tuesday night, yeah. Against yep. Bristol City needing a win to go up. That's how close we are. I mean, it hit on to me that that I was looking at the fixtures and stuff, and I thought, well, if they lose, Luton, and we win, that's eight points.
0: Mm.
1: And then, you know, if we beat Bristol City and they don't pick up maximum points against Reading, game over.
0: Yeah, eleventh
1: best. That's how close we are. That is how yeah. close
0: we are. Indeed, uh, Rotherham eleventh best points per game at home this season in the Championship. So yeah, pretty yeah. good for a team. But that's I'd,
1: a look, I'd much rather be. Of all our fixtures we've got left, left, and I include West Brom in this, I I'm, I think Rotherham away is more difficult.
0: I think you're probably right. I would, I would rather have our
1: fixtures than Rotherham away, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, they've got they've got Rotherham away and Reading away. On paper, it's, that's that's easy six points. We know that they're battling for the lives, You know, Reading is just sacked the manager. If, if they pick up six points from that, I think they'll have done really, really well. It, it wouldn't be a massive shock to do, but... I wouldn't fancy us to get six points from those two games right now, and that's not being negative. I just think teams are fighting for their lives.
0: Yeah, should say Luton have, or um, the second best points per game away record as well this season. But they have, um, you know, they've only one half their away game, so mm-hmm. in, in the other half they've dropped points. And yeah, if they do that on Saturday, uh, is it Saturday they play, Rotherham? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah just after us, three yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Then uh,
1: but if we days, beat, look, if we beat Cardiff, it's another step down, and it's another. Mm-hmm. It's another weekend gone where no one can make roundup of puzzles. And that's all we can do. And I even think, I want six points from the next
0: two, but I don't think four will be a disaster. Mm. The return of Callum Robinson this Saturday. Um, will you be giving him a round of applause?
1: Uh, I'm not going to boo him. I'm just going <laughs> to... Oh,
0: boo, hit him. Him. Yeah. yeah imagine there'll be a lot of fans them. will be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, that guy with blue $7 million. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm going to have it against Callum Robinson. He seemed a great lad, uh, just just obviously didn't work out. I think he mm. we bought. We, he might even argue that we
0: not ruined his career, but set his career back because he's never mm. got to those heights. He got a Preston, did he? No, he's, he's having a good... I mean, these things are relative. He's, he's probably been Cardiff's best player. Top scorer, most assists as well. Um, so, yeah, he's having a good season. Cardiff, uh, yeah, as I said, they've not really improved under Lamucci. I mean, it, all right, they've improved. They picked up a couple of wins in like nine games or something like that, but nothing oh, yeah. hugely impressive. They are the, I think they're the lowest scorers in the championship. They certainly have one of the lowest xGs in the championship. Basically, terrible attack, fairly decent defenses. I the, think this is what problem. they're
1: going to do. I think we're going to see a proper men behind the ball mm. uh, sort of thing because yeah, he plays like that anyway when he's got a decent side. So Lamucci. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, big big counter attacking manager.
1: In yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Like the and yeah, like I say, it's going to be, it's going to be a, I think it's going to it might be a frustrating game, but you've just got to, we've got to stick with them and it might take the 70th, 80th minute, you know, to, to break through or something like that. But as long as we get three points, I'm really, really not bothered. Just looking at the results now as well. And, you know, they've lost it on to Swansea, who aren't playing fantastic. Are they obviously beat Blackpool? Blackpool, worst side in the league. They yeah, beat Reading, br- didn't they? Drew it home with uh, West Brom, uh, lost to Preston, lost to Norwich. Beat Reading, beat Bristol City. You know what I mean. It's a middle in form, I think.
0: Yeah, indeed. Obviously, they have plenty to play for because uh, they're still loitering near the foot of the table. How many, how many points clear are they? Any idea? Just having a quick... Just tap that in just now. It's in two seconds. Oh, could I?
1: Uh, uh, they are fourth from bottom. So, they're only point clear, but they've got a game in hand. Ooh, which is against good. Rotherham, obviously, the one that got abandoned.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, yeah. So, it's a big game for them. You know, they, they won't be... Uh, they won't roll over, as you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very winnable game for us. Um, and yeah, one winning five for Cardiff, by the way. Yep, I like uh, I like our chances if we've got Doyle, McTee and Jai McBurney, Berger, you know, on the pitch at the same time. I uh, I really like our chances, and hopefully we'll have a, a proper left wing back in the in the team as well, and Baldock can go back to the right. Um, I don't know whether to bring this up or not. but uh, Well, actually, I'm going to finish with two things I didn't know if I really wanted to bring up or not, but I'll give it to anyway. Do you want to talk about the situation with the Burnley referee?
1: Oh, don't. Because I, I, I've never been as mad on behalf of the team for a long, long time as I were on Saturday when I saw what was going on with the Brighton-Tottenham game. And then, I think it, you said it me, I think Hal posted it, didn't it, that they were going to be the referee for this. And I'm like, I knew we'd somehow get involved in this. <laughs> classic, like, classic Sheffield United. I was really mm-hmm. mad on the day. I was like... Put a tweet out saying I'd have taken him off Brucey style, you know, if I were Brighton. (laughs) Uh, And then, obviously, we're involved. Yeah, of course, Sheffield United are involved in in a massive controversy somewhere.
0: (laughs) So, I I don't want to bring United specifically into this. I I don't see it as like, you know, oh, it's, you know, EFL are messing with us or anything like that. I just just thought it was unbelievable that this guy was, you know, the the, um, PGMOL had said he got it wrong. He got multiple things wrong in the Brighton Spurs game. Oh, and by the way, he's refereeing the game between the top two in the championship on Monday. Yeah. While he still be investigated because then after that game, what's he done? He's been like stood down from the, the weekend's Premier League game. So yeah. it's it's that level of I don't it's not arrogance like on the on the part of the FL or PGML O L or whatever, but it's it's like this sort of obliviousness of like, hang on, this guy you've acknowledged that this guy's messed it up and I don't want to make a witch hunt about this guy specifically. It's more about it's more about the process, like Yeah come on, like, are you really going to get him to do our game while you're still kind of making a decision from a disciplinary point of view as to what he should do next? I just thought it was so short-sighted. Look, he, I don't think he did anything wrong as a performance of a referee in our game. No, Red card was clear, there are a few, few picky ones, but yeah, whatever, few, it, it happens. Few... Sorry, a few decisions where
1: he was sort of, I thought he were a bit of a homer. the yeah, the crowd wasn't sure if it had gone out, but nothing that changed the game. Well, obviously one that changed the game, but he,
0: he got that one completely right. Nothing out of the ordinary, were it? It no. was a, a very uh, standard referee yeah. performance. Um, but I just, oh, I don't know. I, it really, it, it, it got my back up a bit, particularly when I saw he's been suspended for, you know, or whatever it is. After I think this it's outright. I
1: thought those decisions were genuinely, it might be the worst I've ever seen since Vars come out. We're I good. really do think That's that, because we were talking five decisions all, that went all in the favour of the of the bigger club. Mm. And I don't know how I kept... I was furious, of God knows what Brighton fans were feeling. Because obviously, I think if they'd have beat Tottenham, they'd have been in the Champions League places, or at least fifth.
0: Yeah, it certainly would have uh, pushed them a lot closer, for sure. And, and, it, and it
1: did seem like a fiddle, and I'm not one of these sort of... It's all corrupt or anything like that, but I have to admit, I watched that, and it's hard to come to any other conclusion, because you're thinking, how have you missed... The the penalty in particular, you know, when he's been stood on, Mm. I I had no idea. That ball's obviously wrong as well. If people aren't seeing it, honestly, I'd I'd advise anyone to watch that game back and (laughs) uh, or the highlights of that game and just see if you can come up with a reason why.
0: Why Brighton got
1: so many decisions against them? Because
0: I had no idea. Yeah, it uh, it, it was an eye opener (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that I didn't want to talk about but go to anyway: uh, EFL awards shortlist. Is announced Boo! Like, well, they're all <laughs> against
1: us how dare they
0: <laughs> i've seen uh I'll, I'll not name names but um you know, <laughs> a, a prominent figure at sheffield united suggesting this is part of some efl anti sheffield united conspiracy which I think um, my funniest thing about this is people are going yep
1: this is why they're not allowing Dozy to take over <laughs> as well because of this it's like
0: is it though <laughs> i don't think the efl give give a crap about Sheffield United like care. we could be anybody for Somebody all it they,
1: they can't give, it, uh, they can't give uh, player of the season or whatever awards out to people who are in an embargo well Burnley are in an embargo so <laughs> you know, they're, they're dominated I there's only three people nominated I, I can mm. completely I, I think Endai should have been nominated I, think he's, I do think he's the best player in the league but in terms of stats and stuff like that I can completely see why they've not picked him they have to pick Akpom they have to pick yeah. the Hungarian lad at Coventry They have to pick them two. I I think he should have been third. I don't think Brownell should have been in it. But then again, they could probably say, well, hang on, we haven't picked a player from the best side in the league by a mile. Surely we've got to pick someone. You know, I I don't think there's anything in it. The managers, this is the thing, and I said this to you, we know how well Hackingbottom's done. We know what's been going on behind the scenes. We know about the embargo and the the, the the off-the-pitch stuff and you know all the injuries and everything like that. We know how well he's done to get us into second place. But from the outside looking in, they're just thinking, well, parachute payment team finishing second.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's yeah, our it's... story, is it? You know, whereas they could look at Carrick and think, oh, this bright young manager, you know, coming in and taking, you know, Borough from bottom of the league to fourth. And then even with Robins, you know, crisis club Coventry. I'm not even sure if. Coventry in a bigger crisis. than those I think the Robins one's a bit weird, but yeah, it is
0: weird that one. Like Coventry finishing ninth. Like, oh, am I missing with that one? But I, I, but like you, I'm not. I don't really know if Hacking deserves to be nominated. He's just he's just carried on doing what he did last season, which is great. I think like... he
1: does. I think he does because we know what's going on. I think he's done a well, better true, job, yeah. than
0: it's, it's going to seem
1: But I can also see from the outside looking in, it's not a story. For anyone yeah. else, that's what, know, I mean.
0: that's what I mean. That's what I mean like. He's carried on from last season, like, yeah. which is great. Like he, we were amazing last season under him, and yeah, if, maybe if the season had gone another ten games, we'd have. Who knows? I guess Forrest would have just finished out of us anyway, but we'd have certainly yeah. been closer to the top two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a story. Uh, whereas, I don't think yeah,
1: Scott Parker were in the nominations last year, and it's it, to, again to the outside world. That's what it looks like. Parachute payment team, second year down. The same as Bournemouth were, finishing second, big wow.
0: Mm. Yeah, and player of the season... I not big wows in school, by the way. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, player of the season, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that Njai is one of the three best players in the division by he he a is. margin. But, yeah, these things, they'd be stats-based, wouldn't they? I mean, looking now, Jukka has got 18 goals, all right, three of them are penalties, so... In a rubbish, well, not a rubbish side, a mid-table side, Coventry. Yeah, Akpom's the top scorer... You can't have a player of the season award without
1: yeah, <laughs> player from the sport, best yeah. team
0: in the division, which is uh, where Brownell gets in. I'm not. I'm not sure I'd have Brownell in my uh, well, Burn- all the top Burnley five saying- Burnley players, to be honest. Yeah. Looking from the outside, but um, well, all the go. Burnley
1: fans were saying he's not even being in their top five players this season. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but they have to pick a Burnley player. I can see why it's happened. I don't think it's a big conspiracy. I don't think everyone's against us. I think we're just yeah. uh, we're not a story. We're a, a big-ish club. We parachute, but people think we're a rich club. Who's come down from the Sadly Premier League? Prince,
0: mate.
1: What are you on about? Uh, well, exactly, yeah, you know. and people think we've come down. Oh well, the team with the most one of the most financial powers has gone back up. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yes indeed. Um, oh anyway,
1: not let's not count as chickens. I do think Edwards has uh been harshly treated. I know he came in a little bit after Carrick, but he's done a better job than Carrick realistically.
0: Yeah, but I, so my my counter to that, and it's not to diminish what he's dug so he's did a great job, but um mm. they were good before he arrived. Trail. Which which borough were not. I mean, all right. Yeah. Underlying numbers suggested they were better than uh, the results, but yeah, yeah, uh, that is a massive turnaround. um Burnley, yeah, got to give company. A, I mean, if they break the point. You know, they probably get eight hundred points or whatever, so yeah, he yeah, yeah. deserves it. um Yeah, so I, I don't know. I've, I don't know if I'm misremembering Luton, but I feel like they were great, not great, but they were like a you know pushing the playoffs before. Well no, they got in, didn't they? I mean this season, sorry. Oh,
1: sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, he's he's took him up a level, definitely, but yeah, yeah, I do
0: know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Uh, any any other thoughts from either of these two games or the situation as it is. No, not
1: really. Like I say, I'm still I'm quite relaxed about it. I will be nervous on Saturday because it's one of those games that the thing what I'm so relaxed about is 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 obviously you can go in a run and you can lose games and stuff. I saw Luton fans say the difference between us and Sheffield United is that we can just carry on what we're doing. They've got to turn their form around. It's like we've won five out of the last six, however it is. Yeah,
0: and the one loss if, was
1: to Burnley. Yeah, well, one loss to a Burnley. If we do that again, you, you know, we see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I don't, like I say, we, we, we are the team who can afford to drop points in games that we're not supposed to drop points in, which I think will happen. Luton can't do that. Middlesbrough certainly can't do that now.
0: Yeah, indeed, it's a pesky lunchtime kickoff this weekend, which I Rubble, probably, it? Yeah. I was oblivious to until um, until it came up. During well, the old
1: Hal's coming back. I don't know why I called him old Hal, but yeah,
0: Hal's coming up, isn't he? Uh, oh, was it this one? I thought it was. He's uh, coming
1: up, yeah, and he's obviously you know he's crap God for him, him because he's, yeah, he's not going to be able to meet people and stuff because there's only you know only the uh, borderline alcoholics go out at ten a.m. now, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a real shame for him, but I think he's going to Wembley, so you know.
0: Oh i sure we'll see him at some point. Um, yeah. Norwood got away with a blatant oh, yes. red card against Burnley. Yes.
1: Let's, I mean, I'm glad <laughs> they showed us so many replays of that because I, I don't think we got quite enough. I'd like to see another 15 more if possible. Just every, I couldn't believe how much of a big thing they were making about
0: it. Uh, I infuriate him. He like, it, it, it kicks the ball... And then his leg, his foot happens to catch the other guy yeah. on the knee, like as he finishes his swing of his kick. Like, what's he supposed to do? Just like toe poke the ball constantly? Yeah. You can't. I oh, just thought like, it was farcical. And against, that's the thing honest.
1: as well. Like, I mean, we couldn't really hear the commentary. So I watched this game with you uh, I and mean, Paul. I couldn't really hear the commentary, but Liam messaged me. He's in the Lake District at home, moment. And, uh, and he just said, like, bloody commentator doing my head in talking about this. And, you know, I've heard people since saying, making such a big deal about that. You're like. Yeah, I think he'd have probably got sent off in the Premier League, but that doesn't mean it was like a massive incident or anything, because it's a ridiculous role. Yeah,
0: I still would have thought it was an absolute fault oh, if he had got sent off. on his way out it's probably another big thing to... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is... I don't know how accurate this is. I don't he know will it, be. It's Watford, isn't it? Well, yeah, but he's only, on, he's only got a contract at the end of the season anyway, so he's got five yeah. more games, so maybe it's just they're not going to renew it, but... Um... Yeah, I don't know. If they sack him beforehand, then I think we should definitely talk I about it. I
1: think it's, it's now they're in Never Never. Nike, I've said that before, Never Never. I don't make any what? sense. Is that Peter Pan? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I meant by it. I don't know what I mean by <laughs> it. Basically, they're in a. What's the word? They're just in like nowhere land, and, you know, yeah, where. Limbo.
0: They purgatory. are literally
1: bang, you know, 12 mid table. Um, Somehow only three. Imagine this three points above Swansea. Oof.
0: That's painful. Ridiculous. Yeah, you should, yeah. should probably lose your job for that, to be honest. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Um, right, Cardiff at home Saturday. You, uh, you 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 played your final Joker of the season and did do a Burnley, yeah, what the you? Burnley view you? Yeah. Uh, you you provided with with some other content instead.
1: Yeah, well, leave me out on the Burnley view. Um, I just thought it were a waste of time because. They'll have been, you know, revenge, and it weren't revenge. I think everyone who really watched the game knew why the game... Like, I'm with Eckingbottom, There's no point of watching it back. Not really that much point of discussing it, you know, in, a, in, in the long-term thing, because it doesn't mean anything. So I thought, yeah, I'll use my final joke there. that. Um, and I did a former players update instead. Um, to, I did the the players that Elders finished ninth uh, in the Premier League in that fantastic season, mm. other than Moussa, because he plays for a club that small now, they don't have a forum.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're playing like... Front of three thousand people or something, isn't it? it's one thousand eight hundred they're averaging. Oh my lord, that is. Yeah. I feel like we sort of semi joked, like unless he gets fit, his next team could actually be non league and Yeah,
1: I think we're at that now.
0: I think he's only scored one for him as well. And
1: you know yeah. but it's massive, massive shame now. I mean, it's incredible just how quick he's gone down the leagues as well. They're only last season, you were in our first team. Yeah. That's
0: true, yeah, like last October or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah away, obviously. Away Barnsley.
1: Yeah, Barnsley got a couple of goals, and that's the only one I couldn't get, the rest of them I could get. I, I did try, but there's just mm. nothing there. Like I say, they all literally won. I mean, the second bottom in the second division in France.
0: <laughs> God's sake. Uh, there's yeah. there's a couple of uh, slightly harsh comments about Simon Moore that did... Uh... Did really make me laugh. <laughs> what about him becoming the... Was it the goalkeeping equivalent of a cat that wheezes on your kitchen floor? Yeah,
1: yeah. It, because it's amazing how he's turned into a goalkeeper that yeah, starts, starts wazzing on your floor, basically. Such a specific analogy. I love it. There's another good one where he said he's been playing like a pitch invader.
0: <laughs> oh, poor Simon Moore. He doesn't deserve that Get respect. him
1: back for Saturday.
0: Yeah, emergency loan. Who, who's on the bench? I, um, I saw... Uh, Phil as in uh, up discussing this Marcus Dewhurst is apparently the the next in line well he's the goalkeeper that warms up with Fodringham and Davis like, on, on match where's day where's Eastwood dare I ask well, I don't know it's probably oh is it Rochdale so we can't have him
1: Oh, is he,
0: is he out on loan as well no way he's played,
1: he's played seven games this season
0: oh you're joking I, I was really hoping no. he'd be in the squad for Wembley bring him back God, uh, damn it. No. is he actually out on loan
1: He's on loan at uh, Rochdale, yeah. I'm just Damn, looking now, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so it probably will be in um... his
1: testimonial
0: year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it probably so will I be Dewhurst then. It'll be Dewhurst. At least Dewhurst has got some experience. <laughs> it's Scunthorpe. Yeah, I know, Scunthorpe just, just got relegated from the National League. What the Adam hell? Davies gets sent off, then it is time to worry. I think. No offense to Dewhurst, but mm. you know. That is a, a, a goalkeeper I would be genuinely worried about, just purely because of his lack of experience at Championship level. At least Davis has played at this level. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Right, well, that's Cardiff at home, uh, and yeah, get the former players' update at roysviewfrom.com. dot uh, com. And yeah, I think that's it, mate. We, we can wrap up there just inside an hour, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you on Saturday. Hopefully, three more points for the Blades and one step closer. To return to the Premier League. Happy days. Um, yeah, thanks very much, mate. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, mate. Cheers.